0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Buckeyes with Brian Brownie and Chindi Chekwa. We beat Penn State. They came to our house. We took them out. We beat Penn State. We're going to talk about that. We're on the road in Wisconsin next week. But first, Chim, go ahead and hit him with the ad.
1: The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week. And Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, college football, and NHL in full swing, BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to the BetOnline today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts.
0: Yep, and if you having any issues with gambling, always feel free to reach out to 1-800-GAMBLER. Or they're there 24-7 to help you out if you're having any issues. But, hey, like I said, we got to discuss Penn State. James Franklin brought his boys into town. Uh, top 10 matchup, I think we're three. There was seven in the AP poll. And we took care of business. I mean, the score was 20-12, to 12, but if you watched the game, it really wasn't that close. Man, it was fantastic, man, to see us go out and play like that, right?
1: Yeah, so I've been saying the Silver Bullets are back but i've been a little hesitant you know i said that <laughs> i said that at one point last year and they definitely were not back last year but this defense this defense is impressive i don't care what penn state offense put out i don't care what they who they put out there i'm giving all the credit to this defense i mean at one point where they were penn state was over 15 on third down over fifteen. You're not losing. That's, you're not losing. <laughs> you're over fifteen. <laughs> That's you're not, not good. That's you're not good. That. Um just impressive all around. You had a, a a top five a top ten defensive player, in my opinion, Denzel Burke in college football, who was out of the game. I
0: mean, and the yep.
1: defensive backs didn't miss a beat. You had uh, a player, an offensive left tackle um for Penn State, um a guy who's gonna be in the NFL high level uh player. Who was getting beat by JTT right? That matchup was a big matchup going in, and JTT showed that you know he can go up against the best um, mm-hmm. across the board. they just played high level defensive football, and it was a master class and i'm just I'm just proud to be a former <laughs> Ohio state player to go out there and watch and a lot of guys a lot of people say it was it was an ugly game it was an ugly nah. game. The way they play defense, that was beautiful football. Beautiful. That,
0: was, that was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I heard that too. Like ugly, I like, I didn't see it like that. I thought it was it was masterful. I mean, it was third downs here. Like at, at certain points, third downs. I mean, uh, Penn State's quarterback Drew Ayler, who's from Northeast Ohio, so he had a lot of family in the stands. I mean, who really wanted to go out and? He grew up. I watched the story beforehand. On him, he grew up an Ohio State fan, as you could imagine. Um, really wanted to play well, and the third down was just like, man, he doesn't have a chance to complete these no. passes. I mean, these guys are blanketed. Um, I mean, you need. I mean, I'm thinking, and maybe if you had like an NFL pro quarterback in there, Aaron Rodgers was Penn State quarterback, something crazy like that. <laughs> um, you could maybe see some completions there, but I mean, he, I mean, that those guys was blanketed. I mean, the 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 way we went about our rush was just you know keeping him contained. Uh, we, we we just played good football, man. The yeah. Silver Bullets just played really great, sound football. Um, just for four quarters, I mean, just relentless. I mean, linebackers, some of the plays that Cody Simon stepped in and made in that game, um, it was just it was a masterclass on how you play top tier defense in the nation. And you know, if they continue to play like that, once first off, you, you're gonna be in every game because the team can't score. And secondly, that is a national. Championship style defense that we saw Saturday in the horseshoe.
1: Yeah, it was man, and I think it's just defense that makes me believe this this team is probably the number one team in the, in the country. Um, and kudos to Penn State's defense as well. I mean, I thought they were a very very impressive defense, probably one of the one or two number one or number two defense going into the game, and they mm-hmm. showed why. Um, so they had a good defense. But I do want I want to speak directly to the Penn State fans because I think. <laughs> You know, I don't know what is it six or seven in a row that they've like lost seven in, a row now. The yeah. in the James Franklin and Ryan Day era of college football. Penn State will not be on the same level as Ohio State. They won't get there. They won't ever take the. I'm I'm saying they won't take the next step. They have a chance. <laughs> you saw the game. It was a it wasn't it was a close game. I mean, they yeah, have right. realistically anything could have happened if that um, sack fumble would have turned into a touchdown, mm-hmm. it would have been a different game. But Overall, they just would not be on the same level as Ohio State. It's just not going to happen. I think in terms of stylistically, similar type of teams, um, Ohio State just has better players. Case in point, example, you know, Penn State couldn't create any explosive players on offense. Right? If they could have, it would have been a different game. Ohio State has Marvin Harrison Jr., who came out of Pennsylvania. Right? Like, this is, this is the difference, man. Like, it's just better players. It's, I think it's stylistically similar, but Ohio State just has better players. And I say this I say I'm talking this directly to Penn State fans because this is who you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to take the next step. It's, it's okay. You know, don't, don't make the mistake of Nebraska and think there's something, the, the grass is greener and go fire your coach <laughs> and try to take the next step with somebody else. You're going yeah. to, right? At some point, you're just going to have to accept this is who you are. All right, you're gonna play Ohio State close every year, you're probably gonna lose every. Year. And you know, hopefully, you know, Michigan's in a little situation right now. Hopefully you can you can get the edge on them. But this is what it's gonna be. And again, yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was a great game defensively and the better team end up coming out with the win.
0: Yeah, I mean, so like you said, I mean, like you said across the board, the defense as we thought, you know, the defense was both defenses gonna play really well both of them was going to step up. But like the huge difference in this game was Marvin Harrison Jr. going out there getting 11 catches for 162 yards, which is, I mean, it sounds funny, but 11 catches, that's his uh, record. That's the most catches he ever had in a college game and a a touchdown on on, on that as well. And essentially that's the difference. Like we got Marvin Harrison Jr. On our team playing wide receiver. Uh, You do not. So once McCord gets in any type of situation, trouble, he needs to get in rhythm. He just looks up, throw it to Marvin Harrison Jr. He got he's he's usually open. If if you we're in a bind, we're in third and unmanageable, we'll just throw it to Marvin Harrison Jr. on the crossing route and he'll outrun at the defense and he'll get the first down. You know, it's if it's a a play, it's a spot that we with the game is a little bit muddy, things could get tight, what do we do? We step back, we throw it to Marvin Harrison Jr., he makes a huge play everything could, could kind, of, kind of start going rolling in the right direction there. So, um I guess I mean, Pitt State, I'll be frank, I would have liked to see a little bit more. Um, I thought I was going to see a little bit more blitz packages. I know they was able to get home early with one. They got a, a DB against our running back, and they were able to get home on the sack. Uh, I thought I was going to see more. Though. I thought I was going to see some more creative type of blitz packages from them. Um, Manny Diaz, you know, before we last show, we talked about him saying he had this strong opinion of, of, on a how state's offense. Um, and essentially, like I said, I, I think maybe that opinion was to the contain them. Like, look, we're not yeah. gonna, you know, try to keep these guys in front of us, and that's that did keep them in the game. But kudos to our defense, I mean, they were just on a whole nother level so far that it was just like, yeah, you know, we're gonna win, <laughs> we're gonna win this game and, and 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 do so in a fashion that the, let the whole nation know once again, that the silver bullet defense is back. We are to be respected and uh
1: account for and account for us accordingly, <laughs> more or less from there. So but and so to your point, this is the thing, this is Manny Diaz's struggle, is that okay, you, you 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 create some blitzes. Maybe you surprise them with one or two cornerback blitzes here and there, but you can't do a heavy dose of it. And then you're it's pick your poison. Because if I'm gonna send an extra guy. Who am I gonna to have to cover Marvin Harrison Jr. Because I don't want to give the game away, right? So it's kind of like if I could, if I have if I if I bring somebody extra, that has one less guy to commit to containing the most explosive player on the field. And if they if if they if they see where this blitz is coming from, and they identify, okay, we may get a one-on-one matchup for versus Marvin Harrison, or we we blitz and we contain Marvin Harrison. Now we're just leaving everybody else kind of. Free and one-on-one matchups as well, so it's kind of pick your poison. And I, I wouldn't want to be a defensive coordinator to have to try to make the decision and try to figure out, okay, how am going, how am I going to stop this this team? And when you watch the Notre Dame game and you watch the final drive, even though McCord threw a pass to uh, Mecca Buka and and other guys to set set up that opportunity to win, you watch how many guys are committed to playing Marvin Harris and how that opens mm-hmm. up the rest of the field. It's time to really have a real discussion. About Marvin Harrison Jr. for the highs, Right? Yeah. and and there's no CJ Stroud to cancel out his opportunity. That, you know, when you have too many good players on offense, it's like, well, this guy's only good because of this guy. Or that guy's only good because that doesn't exist in, in this year. And yeah. there's a, there's a lot of credit should go to the guy who's who is so explosive that every single defense has to account for this guy. And they still can't actually stop. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm
0: saying, <laughs> right? I mean, but it's to the award. I mean, the Heisman Trophy, you know, is supposed to go to the best player in college football. That's like you know what when you, when you read up, you know, why is the Heisman that that it's supposed to go to? Now we know historically uh, over the last handful of years been going mostly to quarterbacks, and then every once in a while, kind of hit a running back here, from there to there. Uh, I can't remember the last time a wide receiver won one, uh, won the house. we know there's been some, right? You know, Michigan yeah. had a couple of wide receivers win some, some house and things of that nature. But if, like you say, if Ohio State, this season plays out, we win all our games. We go undefeated. You know, we're number one, number two, ten going into the playoffs. Why not Marvin Harris Jr., <laughs> right? I mean, your guy does everything. If you watch the game, he's the guy that we want to get the ball to. Um when we're playing, uh, when we come out, we want to get the ball to him early because we know he's going to just ease the team. He's going to make a big play. He's going to make the right play to get some points on the board. If we're playing a tough opponent, we're playing a top team in the nation. Either we could use him as a decoy or if we could try to just throw the ball up to him, he'll make it happen. And against Penn State, like, you know, they, they try both. And <laughs> he still comes out with 11 catches, 160 yards. And you just essentially at the, at the end of it, just say like, well, we couldn't get the job ju- against this guy. And he's he's really just that good. So, you know, kind of looking at the Heisman race, um, Caleb Williams was probably the favorite going into the season. He won the Heisman last year. They have two losses now. Yep. He's been playing pretty decent in those losses, but we know how the Heisman goes. You start losing games. You start falling back in the rake, and you kind of lose your spot there. I believe right now the current favorite, if you was going to make a bet on it, I believe it's Michael Penix out of uh, Washington. And he just have a, a tough road. You know, the Pac-12 it's stacked this year with a lot of great quarterbacks. So you still have a couple of big hurdles to get over. So if they lose one or two games and it comes down to Ohio State being undefeated, I mean, we could easily – I mean, the argument is – it's no—it's not even making an argument. Like, he could win it. Yeah. It's just if everything else kind of falls in that way so the people that actually vote for it or go ahead and pick a wide receiver who, who, quite frankly, deserves it at this point.
1: Yeah, I think he I think he does. He definitely deserves to at least be in the discussion. He was left off the first-team All-American midseason, whatever that thing is. Um,
0: That's crazy. Which is a no, mistake. Makes sense.
1: And I, th- I do think it requires him. I think he needs to get his touchdowns. I think he may be second when it comes to uh, receiving touchdowns right now. I think there's a few guys at the eight or nine touchdowns. Yeah, I think I mean, he has think six he to, so far. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, th- I think he needs to get up to maybe that, that amount just to, to solve the satisfy the statistic uh, mm-hmm. a, a piece of it but we gotta start we might need to do a, a film breakdown we gotta start showing the gravity <laughs> that he carries on an offense and how he puts the defense in the bind because you have to commit two guys to him if you don't you put yourself at risk right mm-hmm. you have to figure out okay if i'm gonna send a blitz how do we take care of this guy who can blow the, you know blow the top off this thing this defense at any given moment and then when he does have two guys on him and he still <laughs> is able to create um, opportunities for himself and, and, and make plays. So, so the voters got to know because I don't <laughs> think they do. All right. Um, and that level of gravity is the same level of gravity that a, a great quarterback, I think, uh, carries where, you know, they're trying to teams are trying to affect the quarterback. Well, against Ohio State, teams are trying to affect the quarterback as well. But they're also trying to really, really contain Marvin Harrison to make sure that they can stay in the game. And if they don't, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. <laughs> and it, and it, it really, it's really that straightforward. So, yeah, Marvin Harrison for Heisman has got to be the concept, the, the, the discussion and I think we got to get it started.
0: Yeah, we got to start it. I mean, it started right here in Believe in Buck. So when he went in, we like we started this week after after we beat Penn State. We was, got to a 6-0, and 7-0. We started this campaign. It's on us to kind of start it. I mean, like, you know, the, the, the media picks the Heisman all the time anyway. Right. So we kind of – we part of the media, man. So it's time to start that campaign, man. But, I mean, like I said, so obviously we won that game. We played I, – I feel across the board we played really well, especially defense. Obviously, the offense did enough to kind of win that game. Um, was there anything after that game that you had any concerns about? Anything that you had? Um, the offensive yeah. line even played pretty solid, right? They stood up pretty tall in that game against a, a, a athletic bunch up front of Penn State. Any concerns going into this Wisconsin week?
1: I think the biggest, I wouldn't say concern, but things things to clean up against Penn State, I still don't necessarily like our short yardage run. I, think, I don't think it's a toughness thing. I don't think it's no; these definitely guys aren't tough, tough enough.
0: Yeah, I, 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 that's a that's a crazy thing to say yeah. about football players. Right.
1: Well, I, I think it's still the operation. I think I don't know how things are drawn up, but you see a lot of times we get in a show yard situation. We had a third and one on the goal line or whatever, and who guys block? And now, now people will say, "Okay, uh, Stover missed the block. Guy crossed his face and made the play." That may be the case. He may he may have been the guy who missed the block, but to me, it just seemed like a hard. It seems like a hard block to make, and mm. I'm not sure, you know, what's coached, but I think schematically we got to get that figured out. That's one, and the other thing I think uh, McCord has, has been a little bit inconsistent. We came off a Purdue game where I thought he was doing, he did really well in terms of putting the ball where it needs to be, and there were some opportunities. There were a lot of opportunities missed in this Penn State game. Yeah, like, these are like big time opportunities where it really could flip the game, and in, in terms of you know what the score looked like. So I think those things I need to need to get cleaned up. I think Kyle McCord has has shown growth, um, consistently. And I thought he played better in Purdue game than he did did against Penn State. Now <laughs> he played against better talent. <laughs> well, right, right, right. So, they're,
0: they're different, different little bit, different competition be, on that. One.
1: Those would be the two <laughs> biggest things.
0: That's good. Yeah, I'm not even going to harp. I mean, it's a big win, right? I mean, I think we both feel really good about the win. I mean, going into it, you you respect Penn State, and yeah. that's the reason for his ass. So obviously as always going to be some things to clean up um but overall we 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 was up for the task we played well uh we won the game so what you what they say celebrate it for 24 hours and get ready for the next one cuz the next one um now on paper it doesn't seem like the biggest of games but we we go to Wisconsin we got to play Wisconsin at night um, with that camp Randall? you know, they're already known for that, the huge jump around celebration, uh, that they do start with start of the fourth quarter, really get their guys fired up. Um, Wisconsin's five and two. Um, they, they lost the game to Iowa, which was, uh, um, by many people's states was called it a snoozer. <laughs> um, it, it, it was a tough game. I mean, close game score wise, but they lost that game and then they lost the game to Washington State early in the year. Washington State at the time was rolling out. I, I know they, I think they lost the last two or three games in the week here, but I mean, they they definitely are supposed to and definitely capable of scoring some points. Um, but Wisconsin, I mean, we know, we know the Wisconsin, right? They got our, one of our coaches up there, Coach Fickle. He's running the show now. Um, he's a former Ohio State, great. Um, he was a former Ohio State great player and coach. Um, so, I mean, what are you feeling about this Wisconsin, man? We got to go on the road. It's a big one at night.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, losing to Wisconsin, Ohio State losing to Wisconsin doesn't make sense. But you know how you know how it is. It's like things happen in college football that don't make sense. We've been mm-hmm. a part of – We actually, we were a part of that type of situation yeah. at Wisconsin, playing Wisconsin. Last time Ohio State lost to Wisconsin. No number one yeah,
0: team. That was our team last time. Yeah, right. yeah, man. Why you bring that up, man? You're to, man yeah, man. Up. Come on,
1: man. I brought it up. Sometimes <laughs> stuff happens that doesn't make sense. I remember going down there first. First kickoff, they take back for a touchdown. Before you know it, I can't even explain what happened. Before you know it, it was like twenty-one zip to start the game. Right, uh, like Coach Haynes would say, "Be twenty-one nothing before the balloons leave the stadium." That's 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 what happened. And then you know we 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 uh, clawed our way back into the game. And made it a game, and they end up edging us out at the end. Mm -hmm. But that's the environment. You know, Camp Rando is, is, I mean, they're going to be juiced up. Uh, Fickle's going to have them in the right mindset. Ohio State coming off of a big time win against a top 10 opponent and going to go play against a lesser opponent. They're not, they may, there's human nature. You may not be Mm -hmm. in the right mindset. So you become susceptible to potentially not playing to the level um, and executing to the level that you're capable of so that's what you hope doesn't happen um mm-hmm. you know and all the respect in the world for the coach over there coach fickle and you know we know what type of coach he is he hasn't been there long to me he hasn't been there long enough <laughs> for the team to yeah. really take on his identity but um if they do then you know that they'll at least be able to maximize um their uh their potential and, and put out a good effort yeah, and, yeah, so, I mean,
0: let's talk about Wisconsin. I mean, they are coming off a win. I'm not going to call it a big win because they beat Illinois, and Illinois, be frank, they're, they're having a down year, right? Yeah. But it was a comeback win. It was a game that they was down in for three quarters. They was down in the fourth quarter. I believe Wisconsin was the better team, uh, but they had to show it, and they had to make that comeback and win. Uh, Wisconsin's quarterback is injured. The guy that started the season for them is injured, so now they're playing a, a transfer, a younger quarterback there in that position. Um, so he has a lot on his shoulders, obviously, but like I said, obviously he was able to lead the team last week and come out with a win and what bigger way to shock the world and kind of put your stamp on that being your position is to, you know, beat Ohio state team that's coming in, uh, you know, number three in the nation. So, um, it's to me, we have to be ready. I mean, hopefully, like you say, human nature was going to come in, um, off a big win. We're playing well. It's a you know could be seen as a lesser opponent, but hopefully Coach Day could kind of get into those games that that you know this anything could happen in this game. Realize who we're playing against when you talk about the coach, uh, the coach in this one, and let's be locked in and and, and make this game easy. Get a couple scores out. Uh, I mean, everybody want to start fast. right? Yeah. But in a game like this, it's really important that you let this team know that, hey, you guys cannot play with us. Yeah, Get a couple points on the board. Our defense do what they do, which I think they will. I think they'll kind of go out. Like I said, we got a young starter quarterback over there. I think they'll do that. You know, go out and play well. But offensively, bring it as well. Get some points on the board and let them know, like, you know, the ball bouncing your way a play is not going to ch- change the whole tide of the game and put you in it.
1: Yeah, and, and that starting fast is important, especially on the road, especially in a place like Camp Randall where there's a lot of energy for the other side. It's a lot mm-hmm. of energy. And when you start off down and you start off um, and you start slow, you feel it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like You feel. Yeah. They start playing and jump around. They start hopping around. It feels like you're going in against another uh, uh, army, even though it's just the Wisconsin Badgers. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I I, I don't think they have the talent to play with the house. I do Mm -hmm. think, you know, Wisconsin has always been this team that played with two tight end sets, played with a fullback. They've they've kind of thrown that out and began to modernize their offense. They had a a guy, I think uh, the quarterback was Mordecai, he was more of a a guy Mm -hmm. who can run around, can run zone read and all that other stuff. This this quarterback now, a little bit more of a a traditional uh, passing quarterback. It may serve them Right or serve them better to actually go a little bit back to the old side. I don't know that they do, right? Yeah, yeah. But they they have a effective running game, um, and I think for them to really be successful against Ohio State is uh, being able to run the ball downhill, get something in the run, being able to flip the field maybe from a position battle standpoint, play good defense, um, and from there see if they can pop it from a, a run game standpoint and then play off of the run game and to be able to do some play action and stuff there. So I think that's the that's the best avenue for to victory. And I think for Ohio State, I mean, you get used to playing against all these different spread teams and, and whatnot. A change-up with a, a kind of a physical team would make it a little bit more challenging, I think. Um, but who knows? They, they've yeah. they shifted their their style of play offensively. And I don't know if it serves them right, at least in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, but historically, that's what this game was about. It was about the trenches, it was yeah. about the O-line and the D-line. You know, Wisconsin was going to have some huge guys up front, like you say, multiple tight ends, a fullback, and try to literally push us back and get four or five yards, hold on to the ball, win in time of possession, and win the game in that fashion. It didn't, on the Ohio State side thing, it was up for us to match it. They like to run the ball, but we're going to beat them in rushing the ball today. We got the better athletes. We're gonna be able to run the ball against them, but then show show them what our athletes could do. Yeah. Um, and once again, like you said, I, I agree. I agree. If Wisconsin is to win the game, that's how they should go about it. Like maybe you seen earlier in the season when we was playing teams like um, Indiana, um, just really trying to run the ball, hold on to it, go slow on offense. You know, kind of take the uh, take the air off the ball, yeah. slow the game down, and keep Ohio State offense on uh the sideline and yeah i think that's a good way for them to go about it but against our defense i don't think it's going to work i think we'll be able to be stout in the run if that's what the way they want to go with go about it and in the passing game i feel like we will make things uh very tricky and confusing for that young quarterback i wouldn't be surprised if this is the game that we kind of take off with the turnovers i know we haven't been having a ton of turnovers even though our defense is playing great but i feel like this is the game at nighttime when we kind of start stepping in front of some of these wide receivers and making some big splashes and turnovers wouldn't be surprised to see us do that. And, um, you know, really take it to the Badgers and give them something, give Fickle something, and give them some bulletin board for the future. Like, man, they came here and they smashed us. So now, you know, let's get ready, you know, in the future for the next time we see Ohio State. But I think right now it's been like nine wins in a row against Wisconsin. Like I said, literally last time Ohio State lost to Wisconsin was We've, our single year <laughs> up in Cat Randall at night. And I think that streak continues.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. And you make a good point about especially with the new clock rules, slowing the game down and shortening the game. I think mm-hmm. shortening the game and playing good defense is the best, you know, the best pathway for Wisconsin to make it close, keep it close. And then at that point, two or three possessions, if we win the last two or three possessions. We could potentially win a game. So I'm a, I'm going to go with my prediction. Um, but I wasn't expecting that point to be made, starting the game. down. <laughs> my, my original just my, give it, man. What's on your heart, Just give it to us. Man. I think it's going to be a Ohio State wins thirty eight to ten. Um, if if Wisconsin can effectively get going in the run game and start the game down, I still think Ohio State wins. But then it's a little bit closer, more like a 20, 28, uh, 28 to ten, twenty one
0: to ten, something like that. So yeah, I had a I had a, tw- a twenty seven to seven. Um, once again, as we know, we could score points, but I feel like Dave's getting to that point where once we kind of had control of the game, he kind of slows it down offensively, and I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. And so I feel like we get out early, we get some points on the board. Second half, we kind of run it out, get a couple more touchdowns, and, and kind of control it from there. I feel like it's another big week for our defense. We go out there, play well. Um, let them know, you know, we're feeling really good. We've been playing really well. And we, I think we just kind of keep that going. So I got a 27-7 to 7 Ohio State uh, on a big game Saturday night up at Cat Rando. What are they going to do to jump around, man? Yeah. <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's still going to be fun in there, man, but it's just not going to be fun on the scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So that's our show. This is Believing in off with Brian Brownie and Chindy Chekwa. Uh, we like to end all show for the nice OH. IO. Go Bucks, and we will catch you guys next week. Go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.